Good afternoon. Happy Saturday to all. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today reading Numbers chapter 1 in the NLT. First and always, we pray. Dear Lord, please help us to read your word with joy and happiness through the lens of Christ, your Savior, your the Savior that you have given us, and who is your Son, the perfect Son who sits right now in your presence and that we will use the bible to chisel and transform ourselves to look deep at ourselves not to weaponize against others but to use as a measuring stick to evaluate our own lives and that we may do everything right because you are a holy god who is holy and you've said that we must be holy because you are too i pray in the name of christ amen god is holy and to stand in his presence forever to see him face to face um, will be, we have to be holy. Excellent is still not good enough. And Mark Driscoll is the one that said, the Bible's way of saying, um, seeking God's face is, is the Bible's way of saying to be friends with God. I thought that was really good. And I think that if you are looking at somebody, like say in the gym, <laughs> or somebody's looking at you and they're trying to seek your face, seek your eyes. They're almost trying to seek friendship with you or they're trying to figure you out or something like that. I get the feeling sometimes, okay? Me being 58 years old and single, I'm not really a ladies man, like I was never really, but I get the feeling that there's people in the gym that are sort of looking, um, I, you know, and I just happen to be in their space, so maybe I'm just making more out of it. And really, the gym is not really where I am seeking you know i'm really there to chisel myself i've met a lot of dudes i met one guy today and uh guy was dressed he was going to work and just really strong muscular words the words that he said you know talking about his son his son is 21 years old he's got a job um he says he's never had to wake his son up his son gets up at 4 4 30 in the morning to go to his job and he says you know me this life is all i have so he's not a christian but he says you know i go home i put all my stuff in the car for the next day and then he says, you know, uh, I can enjoy my evening. The guy was dressed to the hilt. Okay, he had a light blue suit on, beautiful white uh, checkered, uh, no, beautiful white shirt. Uh, I don't know what job he has. I don't even know his name. I've seen him many times. I said hi and bye. You know, an older man, 40, 50 years old. Uh, as soon as I saw the way he was looking, I was like, I have deep respect for him. Like I can hear the words, the powerful words. He said he's not proud to be a Canadian today because this government is just making bad decisions. I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but we've never really talked before, but I just listened to this man. It was just wisdom. There are so many dudes in the gym. They may not exactly be Christian, but they've got wisdom and I'm here to listen. I'm humble and meek in my humble opinion. I'm here to listen to other dudes because God wants me to listen and that he will show me what is true and what is not. And he says, listen, I, I feel that God speaks to me and he says, listen to other people, hear what they say. Don't shout them down. Don't shut them off. Listen to what they say. I'm not here to, to look at women. I'm here to grow and to chisel myself. As one guy said on, the, on YouTube, he says, you know, when a, a girl dumps a boy, he finds another girl. But when a girl dumps a man, he finds himself. I should be very grateful to my ex-wife for putting us into conjunction with the Christian church while we were married and even divorcing me making forcing me to trust in jesus and to read his word more 
so that to find myself, I find my Lord. I find, and you know what I see with my Lord? He's kind but tough, and he's an alpha male. He's not a simp. He's kind to all, but he's for men and he's for women. I never saw in the Bible, from what I have read, that Paul and Jesus ever stepped on women. And I think there's a lot of that going along that um, it's the patriarchy. It's really very sad to hear people say that. And people who say that don't know our Lord. They don't know God because God made men and women for divine fellowship and connection. And the disconnect is coming straight from Satan. You don't need a man. You don't need a woman. You can be independent. You know, I guess in this day and age, you have to. Because the level of trust and level of love and the commitment, the long-term commitment and people valuing marriage and each other is pretty, pretty low, if not zero. Love shall wax cold and iniquity shall increase. Okay? We, we value things and use people was a saying I heard. But really, we should value people and use things. I'm going to read now. David Pawson, by the way, is a class act. I, I should be reading, I should be listening to his YouTube videos about numbers. The, he has the entire series on the Old Testament and the New Testament. Man, it's like gems. When I listen to this man and he's just, he is a class act. He's so intelligent. When I hear what he says and why I, I see what I say, what I say to you is just um, babble, like a monkey babbling compared to the intellect and the classiness and the kindness that this man exhibited on a, on a video. I definitely see Christ in his words and how he behaves. And he wants, he has high standards. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. On the first day of the second month of that year, he said, from the whole community of Israel, record the names of all the warriors by their clans and families. List all the men 20 years old or older who are able to go to war. You and Aaron must register the troops and you will be assisted by one family leader from each tribe. Men are supposed to be warriors, Christian men. God makes you into a warrior. He makes you strong. Men are supposed to be strong. They're the law. And the inner core is supposed to be the love, which is kind of the woman, right? The outer core is the old covenant, law. The inner core is the new covenant, love, right? The woman and the man are supposed to be divine oneness, right? Law without love is loveless, but love without law or discipline is chaos and lawlessness. And we have a lot of lawlessness in our very crazy society that seems to have upended the hierarchy that God made in 1 Corinthians 15. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, man, wife, children. Totally upended it. These are the tribes and the names of the leaders who will assist you. Tribe, leader, Reuben, Elwazir, son of Shadar, Simeon, Shalumiel, son of... These names are killing me. These names are killing me. I couldn't even speak Croatian, okay? Yasam's Gordon Ipamitan. Dobro Yutro. Kakosi. See how I've butchered that? If you know anybody who's Croatian... They could listen to what I just said and they'd start laughing like crazy. Okay, I couldn't figure this out. So you know what? I hate to skip God's word, but I'm going to go from verse 5 all the way to past verse 15. Verse 16. 
These are the chosen leaders of the community, the leaders of their ancestral tribes, the heads of the clans of Israel. The man leads, the woman submits, but the man does not lord over his power over the woman, and the woman listens to the man, cooperates. God never intended for the man to be the slave driver and a woman to be a slave. And when I hear people saying that, when I hear, I'm sorry, women saying that, it really, you have not read scripture. You have not read the scriptures. God made us to be fellowship and connection with his spirit of love, other centeredness, not selfishness. And there's a lot of selfishness in the world. Who am I to talk? I'm divorced now. Do as I say, not as I do. Rules for me and rules for thee. That's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. The world is going towards lawlessness and it's headed there exponentially. It's sliding. It's time to gird up yourself and get ready. Be sober, be vigilant for the Lord is coming. He is at the door. So Moses and Aaron called together these chosen leaders and they assembled the whole community of Israel on that very day. All the people were registered according to their ancestry by their clans and families. The men of Israel who were 20 years old or older were listed one by one, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So Moses recorded their names in the wilderness of Sinai. Men and women, men and women, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, when thy evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Sorry, I learned it in the King James. I don't really know what it says in the NLT. Give your youth to God. You won't be sorry. The universities just teach all this other stuff. It's like, oh, religion, we've moved on. That was for then, this is for now. Really? Intellectualism, scientism, that's going to get you the, the kingdom of God. That's going to get you eternity? Hey, those things are important, but they're second. You know, good luck with that. This is the number of men 20 years old or older who are able to go to war as their names were listed in the records of their clans and families. So, verses 5 to 15, I can see now were uh, the leaders, right? I think the tribe leaders. That's what verses 5 to 15 are. So, verses 20 to, verses 20 to 42 are the, the, um, number of men in the the number of men in each clan like there's numbers here okay verses 5 to 15 are the leaders verses 26 to 42 are the um warriors the soldiers the men okay proverbs 15 3 is it the lord is his name the lord is a man of war the lord is his name god is tough on the outside but his heart is the heart that Jesus showed through the fruits of the Spirit. Jesus came to show us truly what God is on the inside, but Jesus was also a very masculine man. And verse 44, these were the men registered by Moses and Aaron and the 12 leaders of Israel, all listed according to their ancestral descent. They were registered by families, all the men of Israel who were 20 years old or older and able to go to war. The total number was 603,550. But this total did not include the Levites. I guess the Levites were supposed to be the priests. And now we're the priests. We are the priests, the new covenant priests. We're the ministers, all of us. We're all ministers. 
we're all uh, the the definition of um, being Jewish has changed. Romans two, for you're not a Jew outwardly; you're one inwardly. Your heart too. Okay, but as David Pawson did point out, and this is a very intelligent man, so you should listen to him even if you don't agree with him. God is very methodical, very clean, very analytical, and very tidy, and very by the book. God wants us to be tidy and organized, not sloppy and disorganized. And there's a lot of sloppiness that goes on in the Christian church. Oh, you're judging. Yes, I'm evaluating, as Anthony Robbins said. A lot of sloppiness and it's passed off for God doesn't care what you look like. God cares about your heart. What's in your heart comes out. God's going to transform your heart and that means he's going to transform your outer too. Broken people do not build a healthy society. Verse 49, do not include the tribe of Levi in the registration. Do not count them with the rest of the Israelites. Put the Levites in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant along with all its furnishings and equipment. They must carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings as you travel, and they must take care of it and camp around it. Whatever it is time for the tab whenever it is time for the tabernacle to move, the Levites will take it down. And when it is time to stop, they will set it up again. But any unauthorized person who goes too near the tabernacle must be put to death. Each tribe of Israel will camp in a designated area with its own family banner, but the Levites will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to protect the community of Israel from the Lord's anger. I guess this is the Lord's anger against sin, right? And he's saying only the priests can can touch all of these things, right? When there's a story in the Bible, the guy thinks the ark is going to fall, and so he reaches for it and dies. Like, that's very sad. My heart goes out to the dude, um, you know, Sometimes when something happens to you, like your, your, your nervous system just reacts, but he touched it and he died. Is that a lesson against him? Like when the Lord says not to do something, you don't do something. You don't react if God says not to do anything. You just let it go and trust. And, you know, it seemed to me like a well-meaning thing. Like God is like, look, Lord, he didn't get a second chance. Maybe this is what the law is. The law doesn't give you a second chance. God is merciful. God is grace. Uh, but... He didn't, he touched it and he died. Verse 53, but the Levites will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to protect the community of Israel from the Lord's anger. The Levites are responsible to stand guard around the tabernacle. So the Israelites did everything just as the Lord has commanded Moses. So we are the priests. We go before God. We deal with holy things. But in a way, we have a priest before God. I can't go to God on my own. Because I need to go to God to be cleansed, but in order to go in front of God, I need to be cleansed. Like I need to already be clean. That's why we have a savior. That's why Jesus is our intercessor between God and man. For we have a, a mediator between God and man, Christ Jesus, our savior. Not somebody else. Not, not another woman and not another man. We have Christ is our Lord, but he's also of the order of Melchizedek. And I think that is why Jesus said, anything you ask of the Father, ask it in my name. God hears prayers, but he's not going to, I don't know, he's not going to take it serious if you don't um, remind yourself that you're praying in Jesus. Like I'm coming to, I can close my eyes and this is my opinion, okay? I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. I close my eyes, I pray to the Lord. I see a white ball of light and I see Jesus right next to God. But in a way, I'm sort of coming up like behind Jesus. 
sort of, I'm coming up and saying, Lord, you know what? You're standing in front of God's wrath. Because I have sin. I sin. God's anger against sin. I, I mean, that's what I see here when it says, um, that's, that's what I see it says here. I just lost it now. Uh, where, where did I... Camper, the time that we've set up. The unauthorized person who goes too near the tabernacle must be put to death. Okay. The Levites are responsible to stand guard around the temple. It says, but the Levites, verse 53, will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to protect the community of Israel from the Lord's anger. Like God is so holy that his very essence reaches out against sin and corrects it. It kills it, it destroys it, it straightens it. You know what I mean? This is weird, but I remember, I don't know if y'all, y'all, I don't know how old y'all, some of y'all are, if you're still listening to my rantings. And maybe this is a stupid example, but I remember, did you ever watch Good Times? So Thelma comes in with some uh, older dude. I think it was Lou Gossett Jr. Like, he was a big, tall, black guy, good-looking guy. Uh, but he was an older guy, right? So Thelma's like 18. And um, I think it was this episode, I can't remember. Was it this? Or something else. But anyways, let's just go with this. So she's like madly in love. He's given her a ring. She, she wants her parents to meet him. When they meet him, they go absolutely crazy in their head because he's older than they are. And so I think the father, no, it's not the same episode. But anyways, there was an episode. But anyways, there was an episode where somebody ticked off the father who was played by John Amos. Do you remember that guy? He was the same guy in um, Die Hard, right? He was like the black guy. He was kind of like a, a sergeant leader, but he was kind of wicked in Die Hard. And uh, Bruce Willis is saying, you're my kind of something or other. I won't uh, fill in the blank on that one. That was John Amos was like the black guy. And so John Amos takes out something and he says, you know, when there's a problem, I have a, we have a way of making things straight. And he takes a breadstick that's totally fragile and he snaps it as if to show that guy, we're here to straighten people out and people who don't want to be straightened out, get broken, get, get snapped in half. And I think God's anger against sin basically tries to fix sin. And if you're not fixable, it, you just snap. What I'm trying to say is we've been justified by faith, but I think the process of sanctification is to transform our hearts to be in alignment with God. And I think that when Jesus Christ comes back on a horse and God comes with him, right, when they enter the universe with all the holiness, and that holiness comes out at people who don't want, who don't want the Savior, that holiness is going to fix them. But they're going to be fragile and brittle against God and they're going to break. Uh, is that a bad example? Am I the worst theologian you've ever heard? Well, I guess if you saw the episode, I, maybe it wasn't the one with Thelma and Lou Gossett Jr. Although he was, you know, he was good looking, but he was still older than them. They didn't like that at all. Or maybe it was the father got ticked off when some guy was like mouthing off to him. Because John Amos, you ever see that guy? He was a little thick. He looked like he had some muscles, okay? He had like a work shirt. He was like the father of this like good times, right? Thelma, JJ, JJ, and there was another brother. And then it was uh, Flor Florida, and it was John Amos. And Florida came from the Mod show. Mod, hey, hey Walter, God's gonna get you for that. <laughs> B, B Arthur, I, lo I love that show. I looked at all that stuff. That's why I messed up. But 
I think God's essence against sin, like God despises sin, he hates it. It's brokenness, it's, it's, it's crookedness. I think anytime Satan comes before God, uh, he had to be protected. When he comes before God and he's talking and he's saying, hey, you know, uh, God says, what you've been doing? And he says, I've been to and fro and, you know, oh, if you take off your protection off Job, he's gonna curse you to your face. Right, so there's that face thing, seeking God's face for friendship, but he's gonna curse you to your face, right? So, I don't tell you what to think, folks. I ask you to think about what I tell you. But more and more as I read the Old Testament, and again, I'm not an intelligent guy like, you know, Matthew Henry or David Pawson or anything like that. The more and more that you read the Old Testament, it's God's word too, you know. You see that God is actually talking to Everybody, not just the Jews, he's talking to us too. It's the New Testament concealed, it really is. Unauthorized person who goes near the tabernacle. Well, if we have sin, we don't have Jesus, we're pretty unauthorized. You know what's gonna happen. Don't let that happen. You can't scare people into loving God, but maybe if we think about this and we're, we hate our sin and we begin to be, we begin to be aware of our sin, that it's really horrible and that we've done God wrong and we want God to help us, to heal us. Do you want to be healed? I do, yes. That you will begin to despise sin with a passion and you will sin less and less as Jesus Christ gets closer and closer. I hope I haven't offended you. I don't want to offend anybody. It's just, just what I think. You don't have to agree with me. God bless you.